0: It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny.
1: Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. Here on KCAA in Southern California, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM, every Wednesday evening at 8 PM Pacific Time and all over the internet. You ever wonder how many people play fantasy football? This is the time of year. This is the week everybody's getting into their drafts. Well, it's 41 million people uh, is the estimate for how many people play. And who knows? There might be a lot more that aren't uh, tracked, if you will. What if you could master the art of fantasy football and win some money in your leagues? If that's the case, that's your interest, we've got the perfect guest for you. Scott Sweeney is the fantasy sports Sherpa, and he's going to visit our show, Guys Guys Radio, for a full hour of fantasy football talk. I hope you'll enjoy it. I've done this every year for the past five years during my podcast. We're doing it for the first time on KCAA. I know a lot of guys play fantasy football. A lot of women play fantasy football. There's a lot of done in the office for fantasy football, and it's a great way to keep people connected. My uh, fantasy football league has been going on for 20 plus years from an ad agency, Margiotis Otis Fertina and Partners in New York City and even though a lot of the people have gone on to different jobs and different cities and different lives, we have a connection that we meet up, whether it's in person or virtually, every year for our fantasy football draft. Whether it be an auction or a snake draft, fantasy football, the uh, hope that comes before your draft and during your draft is amazing. And a lot of the uh, opportunity to win comes from having preparation for a good draft, so we're going to get into that with Scott Swainy, our very special guest. We're going to talk about the can't miss players, the studs, guys that you really want to focus on. Uh, some of the injuries that have been plaguing the league, and you know, in preseason, it's almost to the point now in, in pro football where a lot of the starters don't play any any preseason games yet. As a as a longtime Jets season ticket holder, I can tell you, you're still responsible for paying for two preseason games as part of your ticket package and the games stink Um, also we're going to get into like risk players high risk players high reward players uh, potential busts big names that might not come through um, what rounds we should take and consider different uh, positions and different players in players that you might not have heard too much about but have some big upside and also there's always a new crop of rookies and the same as in uh, fantasy baseball or rotisserie baseball. In football now, rookies play. Uh, It seems like both leagues are getting younger and younger. So rookies come right out and they play skill positions. You have rookie quarterbacks, you have rookie wide receivers, and it's really changed the uh, dynamics of the game. So I really can't wait to get into our fantasy football special on Guys Guys Radio. Elsewhere, I have been in moving hell, if you will. I don't know if anybody's uh, been moving lately, but wow, if you haven't moved for a while and you have to pull a move together, there is a lot of work to be done, whether it's uh, buying and selling or renting. In this case, I'm moving from New York City with my family to Southern California, to San Diego, to be exact. I can't wait to get there. My wife and young son are going to be there as of Sunday, but I am working on the closing of... two two properties I have here, one in New York, one in New Jersey, and whoa, there's a lot of information that has to be exchanged. There's a lot of questions that get asked. And then what I've been trying to do is consolidate uh, years and decades of living on the East Coast, boiling it all down into a manageable amount of stuff to move cross-country. And wow, I've been in the process for a year now It's absolutely amazing how much work is involved in this. And, um, you know, I'm blessed that I've been able to accumulate a lot of stuff. But as I clear it out and free myself of all of this stuff, if you will, I realize that as painful as the the decluttering process is, it's actually very beneficial because when you start looking at some things that you've had for 10, 20, years and you say, wow, I really love that. And then you look at it and you say, you know what, it's all chewed up or it's done. And you know, I don't really need that anymore. Or it reminds me of whatever, this job or this situation or this girlfriend or whatever. And you might want to like just put that stuff in the past because really what else matters besides right now, the present? So the moving process can be a pain in the neck, but it can be, you got to look at the sunny side of things and it can be a very positive thing. I'm in the I'm in the throes of the, the deep, dark end of the putting things in boxes, putting boxes together, taking things out of the closet. I found that if you roll up your clothes, you can fit a lot more in these corrugated boxes. And then you have to make determinations on you know, furniture. Okay, this is too old. Do I want to give it away? Do I want to sell it? All the stuff. We also have a cat. My wife, she's got my six-year-old son and a cat, and she's got to take that out. Now I'm going to basically take out the other stuff and make sure the movers show up and all of that. But anyhow, uh, God bless anybody out there who's going through a move because it is a lot of work and uh, hopefully you end up in the right place too because the last thing you want to do is move and then move again and then move again. But everybody's got a different journey and uh, moves are part of that journey. So we just deal and that's what we do. So Fantasy Football, Guys Guys Radio, I can't wait to get started. Our special guest is Scott Sweeney, and we're going to bring him out, and we're going to dig into it, and we're going to chop it up, and we're going to get into running backs and quarterbacks and tight ends and wide receivers and defense, and I don't know if we'll talk about kickers, but anyhow, it's going to be a great show.
0: There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys, Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys, Guy Radio. Better men better world fantasy football and baseball
1: sherpa enterprises the fantasy sports sherpa scott swanny and he has been with the show since the very beginning and every year we either do a baseball show or a football show and recently we've been doing football shows and his picks are incredible i remember he talked about uh juju schuster a few uh i think it was last year coming out of the woodwork or maybe even the year before but scott really knows his stuff i'm so thrilled that we have scott swaney as our special guest this evening the fantasy sports sherpa welcome scott
2: hey robert thanks for having me again it's always great to be back on the show
1: all right so let's uh let's get right to it um it's 2019. A lot has happened is before. The most of the drafts are taking place. But I guess if you're in some expert leagues, you probably had your drafts ready. But for uh, most of the regular leagues, if you will, uh, they're all coming up like right now. So let's start with a, if you, if it's okay with you, Scott, an overview on your summation, your summation rather of 2018, and then what you see for 2019.
2: Well, there's two things happening simultaneously. First of all, teams. Most teams with some exceptions are relying more and more on the pass and getting a higher percentage of their total offense on the pass, you know, from passing, you know, with exceptions like the Baltimore Ravens. And then secondly, you've got more and more teams going to this running back by a committee approach. And you know, there are much fewer of the so-called Bell Cow running backs than we mm-hmm. used to have maybe five, ten years ago. So that puts a real premium on the guys that are going to get 60, 70% of their team's rushing yards. And so I'm a big advocate of even in a points per reception league, snapping up as many of those guys as um, you can get your hands on in a draft.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's get right into it. Let's start with quarterbacks because to me, you know the NFL has become, as you mentioned, kind of a quarterback-driven league. There's a lot of passing, even if it's to running backs, tight ends, and wideouts. It's not just long passes anymore. Just people are getting the ball in the backfield, out of the backfield, and it's a catch and run. So, what's happening with the quarterback position now? Is it is is it now uh, a premium position where you've got to get one of these guys, the top guys? Early because of Andrew Luck's retirement, Lamar Jackson's injury— injury rather. What's going on with quarterbacks?
2: I, I don't think you need to do that. I mean, in spite of you know Patrick Mahomes, who was just better by a mile than everybody last year. You know, for the most part, there's a pretty tight cluster among the quarterbacks. You know, most of them that play a full season are going to pass for somewhere between thirty-eight hundred and you know, 4,500 yards and throw for a similar number of touchdowns. So yeah, even for Patrick Mahomes, I'm thinking last year was probably an outlier and that he'll come back to the pack somewhat this year. So generally I advocate not being one of the people that reaches for one of the stud quarterbacks in an early round. If you want to get Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, someone like that, you probably have to uh, take them in the first three or four rounds. But I'm Generally, somebody that wants to wait uh, until much later in the draft, maybe even round eight or nine before I take my first quarterback and then speculate on a backup with some uh, high upside. So Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you need to get one of the studs and certainly not if you have to use an early pick, early round pick to do that.
1: Okay, so uh, you you would advocate then getting two quarterbacks in, right? Um, Right. uh, Kind of uh, serviceable quarterbacks, but. In 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 an acceptable round, kind of mid-draft, or if it's a superstar, maybe a little bit before that, but get two guys who can play and put up the points. Yes?
2: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you're going to need two. At some point in the season, you're going to need a second guy because of bye weeks. But you know, generally, I like to take somebody who's pretty steady in a known quantity, somebody like you know, Philip Rivers, for instance, who always seems to be hanging around much later than I think he should be given his history. Right. Yeah, take him as a first quarterback and then for a second quarterback, speculate on a guy who has a higher upside. And this year I would include somebody like Jameis Winston or Lamar Jackson, um, somebody like that, you know, in that category, you know, Jared Goff is another guy who always, you know, the last couple of years seems to be around um, much longer in drafts than I think he should be and can often, get him as a first quarterback even in round nine or Mm -hmm. ten of a 12 to 14 team draft.
1: The Andrew Luck issue, does that impact anything? Because there's a guy who uh, threw 39 touchdowns last year, and he he had the second most touchdowns uh, behind Mahomes, and now he's – He's gone. Does that, like having a superstar like that, just eliminated from the pool, does that make you uh, think of uh, keeping a quarterback you might have gotten in the middle round last year or maybe taking your first quarterback a little bit early? Do you think that's going to create any panic, unnecessary panicky moves in the draft where there's so much talk about quarterbacks, it's become like a sexy position. Do you think a lot of owners will kind of jump too early into the quarterback pool? Have you noticed that? have you been in some drafts already, Sky? I, I'm just sure. Yeah, I would. I would. I would assume you have.
2: And I generally, the people that I draft with will wait on quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes seems to be the one that people will make an exception for and draft him. What I consider to be way too early, because even if you were to get a Patrick Mahomes, then great. But you know, the opportunity cost of doing that, you're probably passing up on a. A running back or a wide receiver who could be your, you know, second guy on your team, and uh, I just—it you know, to me—that's too steep a price to pay for the quarterback when I think the the gap between Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the quarterbacks is not as great as the gap between you know a stud running back or wide receiver that you might still get in the third or fourth round versus you know the people that'll be left if, you know mm-hmm. for the later rounds.
1: Okay. Um, any uh, injuries with QBs that the uh, owners need to be aware of preparing for the draft?
2: Uh, Cam Newton is one. He was injured in a preseason game against the Patriots the other night. He's he's the main one, and yeah, I would definitely be cautious about drafting any injured player, but you know, especially a quarterback. Yeah, just mm-hmm. I think you know the percentage of guys that get hurt during the season is so high that if you're already starting off the season with two or three guys on your roster that are hurt. That's just a recipe for disaster.
1: Okay. Um, we didn't mention the, you know, regular versus PPR. Do you think there's more PPR leagues now or more regular leagues, more snake drafts, more auctions? Where, where is uh, fantasy fancy football kind of going?
2: I think most leagues, you know, the friends and family type leagues are still doing snake drafts and still I think there are more point-per-reception leagues now, PPR leagues, than there are leagues that don't use that. In fact, I think the last league that I played in that wasn't uh, PPR is switching to uh, PPR this year. So, again, small sample size, one person, but that's what I see.
1: Okay, which which do you prefer, just as a long-time player and having played both? I
2: prefer the point-per-reception. I just think it's more interesting.
1: Give us your kind of... uh Top five picks, value wise.
2: Um, just in terms of pure ability, Mahomes would be first. Uh, Deshaun Watson would be in that top group. Carson Wentz, a little bit of a question mark coming back from injuries two years in a row, but still has a really high ceiling. And then Aaron Rodgers is just like the old reliable guy that, in spite of injuries, always puts up uh, good numbers. Um. This year, I think Baker Mayfield, the Browns quarterback, is probably the big wild card. I see him being drafted you know, pretty early in a lot of leagues, and you know, I'm just not sure I, I buy that yet. You know, I think as a first quarterback, there's a lot of risk there. If I could get him as a second quarterback, obviously the upside is, is very high, but I, I just think there's, there's too much risk there to uh, go with him as, as a top quarterback.
1: Okay. How about, uh, let's throw one at you here. Wentz or Dak? Who do you like?
2: I'd rather have Wentz. I just think his upside is higher in Mm -hmm. his offense. And, you know, that's one thing you were asking before about luck. I think one of the sort of underestimated impacts sometimes when you have an injury or an absence at a key position that it has a ripple effect on the rest of the roster, you know, especially, you know, with someone like Andrew Luck, you know, what does that do? I mean, Jacoby, were said, proved a couple of years ago that he's certainly a capable um, starting quarterback, but he's not in the same level as an Andrew Luck. So what does that do to the T.Y. Hiltons and the Marlon Max and right. the New York Rocks of the world then? You know, I, I think that you know puts some downward uh, pressure on their draft position then. You know? Okay. So...
1: How about um, some of the kids, Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Rosen? uh, um, What do you think of some of the young kids? And uh, the kid on uh, Washington, I know he's not going to start. Haskins, is it?
2: Yes. Uh, Kyler Murray is probably the most interesting guy just because he's the only one that's guaranteed to start from day one. Uh, And if they really do hold true to their stated goal of running more plays than anybody else and, you know, taking less time off the 32nd clock and giving the opposing defenses less time to substitute you know, different defensive packages. in. you know, they, they should be a really high volume offense. They've got a lot of interesting players on offense there. And I, re- I really, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be a winning team this year, but they should, certainly should be a lot more fun to watch on offense with Kyler Murray running the show than they were last year with Josh Rosen.
1: Okay. Um, Garoppolo, a lot of talk about him last couple of years, and he got hurt last year. He's back now. What's your outlook?
2: I, he's somebody that I would want to draft as a second quarterback. I don't think I would you know, want him as a first quarterback unless I was maybe in a 14-team league and had really waited, but yeah, he's somebody that fits into that second category when we were talking before about quarterbacks somebody that's relatively unproven but has a high upside you know that's the kind of guy that I would be targeting mm-hmm. as a second quarterback
1: okay um last one uh Jared Goff I've had him the last couple of years and he's he's been feast or famine a lot more feast um when he's on he's really on um and now there's a lot of expectations of him this year uh taking the next step what's your take and we're you know the show on KCAA, we're in Southern California, so there's a lot of interest in Goff. So what do you think about him?
2: I, I think he's definitely a top 10 quarterback, You know, probably just on the edge of the top 10. You know, he certainly has a chance to you know move up the pecking order there. But I think even where he is now, and again, he seems to fall in a lot of drafts much um, further than I think he should. And he's often available around 8, 9, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think he makes for a great first quarterback. You know, he's a really solid guy with a really high um, floor, and then mm-hmm. you know, could potentially um, you know be much better. But you know, he's someone I I think very highly of in that offense.
1: Got it. Okay. Um, all right. It's Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is this fantasy sports Sherpa Scott Swane. And we're going to get into running backs. This is our fantasy football special. Um, Running backs. Um, Let's talk about big picture on running backs. Um, I've always been, regardless of how football has changed, I know it's a a passing league now. um, And I know wide receivers were really hot the last couple of years. But I have had a lot of success by, and there's not that many bell cow running backs, but I have been very successful going and sticking with running backs, running backs, running backs. What's your take on running backs for 2019, Sherpa?
2: Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you. you know, just supply and demand, those guys are in such limited supply that if you can grab two or even three of them. I did a PPR league this summer, and my first three picks were running backs, uh, you know, the, the bell cow kind of guys, You know, hoping that uh, – that I can, that they'll carry the load for me. And then you know, the wide receivers I was able to fill in with later will, you know, will do the job then. But yeah, I'm definitely an advocate for getting as many of those guys on your roster as you can. Mm-hmm. Even uh, you the- go ahead. Uh, yeah, the thing this year is there's a number of guys that have already been hurt, like Lamar Miller. Todd Gurley's is a big question mark. You've got Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott holding out. So there are a lot of uh, questions there. So I think the the top guys, the Saquon Barkley's, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Alvin Kamara's, David Johnson, maybe even James Conner, those guys, you know, if they're not gone in the top 10 of uh, of most drafts, I, I'd be very surprised.
1: Okay. In a non-keeper league, who's the number one pick?
2: I I think I want Saquon Barkley if I had the, the mm-hmm. number one pick. Number two, a toss up between McCaffrey and Kamara. Either one, I'd be happy with.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, what? Let's take. Let's talk about a couple of guys who uh, you know they've been kind of out of it. Like Le'Veon Bell. He's on the Jets now. He didn't play last year. What's your take on Bell? And actually, what's your take on the Jets also, fantasy wise and all oh,
2: Big Jets fan. Long time season ticket holder. Um, I guess that's going to become more difficult from Southern California. Oh, I I,
1: I sold the tickets, so they're gone.
2: Okay. Mm. so I'm very leery of Le'Veon Be Bell this year. He's still getting drafted in the you know, top five to seven picks in a lot of leagues. To me, that's wow. just a bigger risk to take with the top pick. Not only because he missed a year, but also he's going to a new offense, whose you know offensive line is not as strong as the one he came from. So. To me, that's Good just point. too much risk to take on with your top pick.
1: And he hasn't been hit for, for a while. But I got to tell you, he looks slim. I was surprised. I thought um, I thought he'd come in a little bit chunky and stuff, but he looks, he looks trim. Um, how about Zeke? What's your sense of uh, Zeke? Because, you know, the last couple of years he's come, he started the season a little bit, I would say a little bit overweight, and then he's really gotten into game shape. And he's, you know, he's a stud, no doubt about it. But uh, now he's got this holdout. He's working out, apparently, in Cabo or wherever. But what, what, when do you take Dezeek? When, when do you take Melvin Gordon? What do you do about these
2: guys? Um, again, Ezekiel Elliott, for me, too much of a risk for the first round. Somebody's going to do it, but it won't be me. If he happened to be there you know, early, mid, second round, I. again, I, I probably would still pass and just say, okay, I'll tip my hat to you if you Pick him, and he ends up being, you know, first round production for the second uh, round pick. To me, again, you know, first two or three picks, they've got to be guys that are healthy in camp, you know, no, mm-hmm. you know, looming suspensions or anything like that. You know, I just, you yeah, that's okay. again for me too much risk to take on, even if he were there in the second round. Okay. And helping Gordon, I, you know, even if he's there in the third round, again, for me, that's just too early to pick to be using on a guy who uh, conceivably, you know, might miss uh, multiple weeks.
1: Okay. Um, uh, any rookies that we should be on a lookout for?
2: Probably the the three guys with the biggest um, chance to make an impact are Josh Jacobs with Oakland, uh, Miles Sanders with the Eagles, who's in a timeshare right now with Jordan Howard, but that could easily hmm. change. And then David Montgomery, I mean... Terry Cohen is a great back, but I don't really see him as being the kind of guy that's going to get 20 to 25 carries a game. So you know Montgomery definitely has an opportunity there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, have an opportunity. But those three, I think, are are probably the uh, you know, the head of the class. And I mean, even Tony Pollard with Dallas, if uh, Zeke's holdout extends for. Uh, into the regular season has a chance to be pretty good too, from what he's shown in the preseason.
1: Okay, um, Gurley. The uh, you know we've got to talk about Gurley because it's Southern California, and uh, I, I don't think uh, any you know casual fans watching they understood like well, what's going on with this guy because is he hurt? Now he's better. Now he's hurt. Now he's not. And the Super Bowl, it's like what's what's going on with him now? And how about now? Now you know the Super Bowl was. Seven months ago what what's going on?
2: Um, I really don't know i I can't figure out what's going on with him, and again, he's one of those guys extremely talented. If you happen to guess right on him and you know he's healthy, you know then great, but to me that's just there's too much downside there to spend a first round pick on him. I'll let somebody else take that risk and I think the Rams are showing their cards too. you know they still have Malcolm Brown backing him up, and they went out and mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Henderson is a rookie, so you know, it seems like they're trying to cover their bases there, too. And even if he's healthy, it seems like his workload is probably going to be reduced um, mm. from what it's been the last couple of years. It seems like his uh, knee problems are chronic, and you know, they're probably going to want to preserve him for as long as they can, given that they just signed him to a big long-term contract last season.
1: Got it. Okay, it's Guys Guys Radio, your host Robert Manny, it's our fantasy football special. Our special guest is the fantasy sports Sherpa, Scott Sweeney, and uh, we're talking about running backs. Let's talk about David Johnson, because a lot of people, I wasn't a believer, but a lot of people had him as the number one pick last year, and then he he got injured and he missed basically the season, um, and he's back now. I just, I never, you know, the Cardinals, is their offensive line that good? How good is this guy? He was hurt. I I don't know. I'm just not a, I haven't been a believer in him. I think he's a very talented player and he's strong and he's tough and all of that. But I I don't know. There's too many intangibles around him. What do you think, Scott?
2: I actually consider him a a top five back. And again, you know, the the injury last year, that stuff happens. There's every year there's a top player that goes down. Uh, multiple top players that go down that you just can't foresee it. I mean, who knows this year might be uh, DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that who's a perennial stud at wide receiver. But Mm -hmm. for Johnson, I think, you know when he's been healthy in the past, he's been really productive. And I think also with Kyler Murray now, a new offensive coach, new offensive philosophy, I think there's a potential, you know, for him to be the the top producing running back and If I can still get that with the fifth or sixth pick overall, that's a chance I'm willing to take.
1: Okay. Any um, handcuff situations that you think will turn into be uh, situations where one of the backs breaks away from the handcuff? And who would that be?
2: Um, One that I'm kind of curious about, just in Cleveland, you know, they went out and yeah you know, they've got Nick Chubb now, so they went out and signed Kareem hunt formerly of the Chiefs, but he's suspended for the first half of the season and a lot of people are are um, picking hunt late in the draft especially if they've already drafted Chubb but I just I don't see Cleveland uprooting their offense if if Chubb gets off to a good start i I don't think they're going to feel any pressure to you know use Hunt just because of what he's been in the past mm-hmm. Okay. I and mean, he's somebody uh, just, there's so many committees. I mean, there's, there's guys like Duke Johnson who would have thought, you know, six weeks ago when he was still with the Browns that, you know, all of a sudden now he'd be the lead running back in Houston, thanks to Lamar Miller's injury. So you know, he's never really had an opportunity to show what he can do as a lead running back. He's always been more the, the pass catcher, you know out of the backfield, but now you know, potentially he could be a stud running back. We'll see, but you know, there are a lot of guys like that that are exciting to me. You know, can Philip Lindsay in Denver replicate the out-of-nowhere success he had last year, or does Royce Freeman, who was their actual mm-hmm. first-round pick last year, you know, come out and have a good season? You know, does Rashad Penny in Seattle challenge Chris Carson for the lead back role there? You know, there, there are all sorts of interesting situations. I wouldn't I try to stay away from all of those guys in the first two or three rounds, but if some right. of them are still there uh, later on, definitely worth speculating on.
1: Okay. Um, speaking of injuries, uh, Houston and uh, Lamar Miller is out. So who's gonna who's gonna be the uh, primary back there? Is it gonna be Foreman? Is it, do they still have Foreman? or did they let him go?
2: I believe they let him go, but um, yeah, the um, let me. Quickly verify that. Um,
1: okay, we're I, on live radio. It's not
2: with it anymore, but uh, Duke Johnson is listed as their uh, lead back, and then they've got yeah. a couple of uh, rookies after him, uh, uh, Crockett and uh, Higdon. But I think it's Duke Johnson's job to lose. We'll see. You know, he finally has the chance to you know be more than the pass catching back. Let's see what he can do with it, I and mean, that should be a really explosive offense, you know, between Deshaun Watson and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. So he's definitely got an opportunity to do some big things there.
1: Okay. Uh, Last running back, I can't switch uh, positions without asking about, is there any gas in the tank for Adrian Peterson? I know you don't like him.
2: (laughs) Well, it's just – (laughs) <laughs> you Darius know, is still there. They spent a first-round pick on him last year. He was out with, I think, a torn ACL all right. season. And now, you know, I just, you know, to me, there, there's very little upside there and a lot of downsides. So, you know, if he's still there in round eight or nine, sure, I'll take a flyer on someone like that as a reserve running back. But he's definitely not going to be a foundation for, for any team that I draft.
1: Got it. Okay. Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. our special guest, the fantasy sports Sherpa, Scott Swaney, and uh, we're talking about uh, wide receivers now, so let's get into it. I guess the one that everybody's talking about now is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I had him last year. He really didn't help me too much. Fortunately, I didn't need him all that much, but uh, what's your outlook for OBJ now that he's a Cleveland Brown?
2: I'm I would be hesitant to draft him. He's slightly injured now, and also just you know, the new situation there in Cleveland, I'm not convinced that that's going to work out. I'm not saying it'll be his fault or Baker Mayfield's fault if it doesn't, but there are just too many unknowns there for me to want to draft him with a top pick. You, know, you look at guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, those guys are all in stable mm-hmm. situations they've been there for a few years you know what you're getting with them and you know, to me those are all guys that I'd be looking to take you know rather than Dell Beckham he certainly could finish as the top wide receiver but again just you know I'm very risk averse in the first few rounds of a draft so I'll let somebody right. else uh, mm-hmm. take that
1: how about uh, speaking of uh, uh, risk averse how about Antonio Brown What's your thoughts? And
2: again, that's just a situation I don't want any part of. You know, I'm sure somebody will take him uh, late first round, early second round at the latest. But you know, just too many unknowns there for me. You know, I'm you know, not so much him, but I'm just not a real big uh, Derek Carr yeah. believer. And I just, yeah, you know, that team was such a mess last year. It's hard for me to believe that just adding, you know, Josh Jacobs and Antonio Brown to the mix is going to all that ailed them last year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the wild card there is the uh, intangible, if you will, having a uh, switch from Roethlisberger to Derek Carr. I think that's going to affect Antonio Brown and not in a positive way. All right. Uh, the Cowboys have Amari Cooper for the whole year, and he seems to have terrific chemistry with Doc Prescott. What's your thought on Cooper?
2: Well, he's, I think he's slightly injured right now, but I'm just, I'd be very leery about taking him as a top wide receiver. If he were still there in the third or fourth round, great. But chances are he's going to be gone by the end of the second round based on what he did in half a dozen games last year with Dallas. But yeah, that was definitely exciting to watch. And I know you're a Cowboys fan too. So, you know, that was probably a lot of fun.
1: I know. And Scott, just so our audience knows, Scott is a big Giants fan. He does not like the Cowboys. You haven't picked that up yet, but that's okay. Um, well, Coop.
2: It's, Go ahead. I don't for them. I'll have them on my fantasy team if I have to.
1: If <laughs> you have to.
2: <laughs> try to separate the rooting interests from the, uh, the fantasy interests.
1: Okay, so we talked about kind of the top guys, and again, major props, because I think it was two years ago that Scott mentioned Juju Schuster, um, and he's b- become just a superstar, uh, and he also mentioned Devontae Adams. So Scott knows fantasy football. He knows the wide receivers, Now, a couple of guys who kind of fly under the radar, but they're, to me, very, very good players. Cooper Cup, and he got hurt at the end of last year. And uh, Adam Thielen on uh, Minnesota. Uh, What's your thoughts on those two guys for this year,
2: 2019? Well, my main concern, again, those guys are both nicked up in training camp, but my main concern with them is just, you know, how many mouths do you have to feed? You know the Vikings are supposedly going to have Dalvin Cook at full strength this year. They've got Adam Thielen. They've got you know Stefan Diggs. They've got you know Kyle Rudolph at tight end. They've got Herb Smith as a rookie tight end that they drafted. You know, they're just so many mouths to feed there. You know with with um, um, with uh, with Kirk Cousins there last year. You know he. He had a few good games. He started off the season real gangbusters, and it looked like you know he might even be on pace for, you know, you know, two thousand yards, and then just sort of fell off the table at the end of the season. So I'm not sure what the story was there, but um, I, I'd be again, you know, not real keen on taking Adam Thielen as a uh, top uh, receiver. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, again Rams, lots of offense there, but you know you've got Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods in that receiving core too. And uh, again, if he were there, you know, seventh, eighth round, maybe I take a flyer on him then, but chances are he'll be gone in the fourth or fifth round long before I would think of taking someone who's in a situation like that.
1: All right. Um, Let me give you three names here uh, who kind of young, upcoming uh, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Mark, Michael Gallup, all second year guys, what's your outlook for those three wideouts?
2: I think uh, Ridley would be the one I like most just because I think the, the Atlanta offense among those three is going to produce the most offense and Julio Jones is obviously getting double teamed a lot, so you know Ridley and he definitely had some games last year where he showed his potential. I actually Again, the flip side of not being a big believer in, you know, or not being sold on Amari Cooper is that, you know, somebody's got to catch uh, a lot of balls there this year. And if Amari Cooper ends up missing any time, I think Michael Gallup uh, has a big opportunity there. And then uh, um, DJ Moore, I'm not as, I'm probably the least high on him of the three just because, yeah, Carolina's offense. I'm just with Cam Newton hurt going into the season and um, with, uh, you know, with McCaffrey snapping up as much of the offense as he does. I, I just don't know how much there is uh, left over leftover right. for the receivers there. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Funchess is gone. So he might get some more, uh, some more balls. And, uh, last, I actually drafted DJ Moore last year. I cut him. Somebody picked him right up. Cause he wasn't, he wasn't performing. And I, I, I was in like a win now mode and I, I, I needed that position. So, uh, Funches. I hide like Funches like, too. Like so.
2: Kenny Galladay with Detroit, who's a—he's right. not a second-year player, mm-hmm. but a young guy who really hasn't broken out yet. But yep. you know, mm-hmm. should be the top receiver there now. The Golden Tate is—you know—was traded it. and it's you know, moved on. I mean, Marvin Jones is still there, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay is an example of somebody that has a—you know—big opportunity yep. to uh, step. On. I mean, even old reliable guys like Julian Adleman with Gronkowski not there, and mm-hmm. Tom Brady still there. You know, if he's over his um, hand injury, you know, he's definitely a guy that uh, should get a lot of targets and, you Mm. know, you could probably get him in the fourth or fifth round still of a lot of drafts.
1: All right. Uh, Let's talk about um, a veteran, injured veteran, um, and then I want to move to a couple of, like, wild card guys who could be feast or famine. Uh, A.J. Green, what's your take on A.J. Green because he's been such a great player for, for a lot of years and then, The injury bug really bit him last year, and I don't know if he's 100% back yet.
2: Um, No, he's not. He's actually going to miss, I think, a fairly substantial um, portion of the season. So, you know, he's definitely um, somebody I'd be weary about uh, going into a draft. Um, Again, you know, he's been a great guy there for a long time, but yeah, I'd probably – be more interested in somebody like Tyler Boyd if I were going to draft a Cincinnati wide receiver this mm-hmm. year. He doesn't have quite the name recognition yet, but he was a thousand-yard receiver last year. So, you know, he's he's somebody that um, if I'm going to draft a Cincinnati receiver, I'm going to draft a healthy one who has a recent track record of success.
1: Got it. Okay, it's Guys Guys Radio, your host Robert Manny. We are having our fantasy football special 2019. Our special guest is the Fantasy Sports Sherpa, Scott Swaney. and uh we're talking about wide receivers right now. Um last year I was uh I was kind of looking at the kind of the bottom of the uh the potential picks and uh I, I saw Peter King interviewed, and he said, the one guy you have to have on your team is John Brown. Wide out, John Brown, John Brown, John Brown. So I drafted him, and I played him, and he turned out to be great for the first half of the year. Um, I also took a flyer in a later round on Josh Gordon, and uh, he was pretty good for a little bit, and then he flamed out also. what? Who Who are your kind of wild card? Here's my theory, Scott. I, I, I believe that why, you can always... The bell Cow running backs, they are who they are. Wide outs. You can always there's always going to be some guy who comes out of nowhere who's a wide receiver, who gets puts up a lot of points. Who are your guys? Give me three or four guys this year who you think like they're going to really explode, and uh, people are not that aware of them.
2: I'd say uh, Geronimo Allison in Green Bay who was hurt for last year, and he's only listed as mm-hmm. the third wide receiver right now for them, but you know, he has a history with Aaron Rodgers and when, both of them were healthy two years ago. He had a really nice season behind Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Anderson, if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, yep. Arnold, Jets.
1: Yep.
2: A- yep. Um, And I also like Quincy and Unwa a lot, if he can stay healthy. And then uh, James Washington in Pittsburgh, I think, with yeah. Antonio Brown not there anymore. And Juju Smith-Schuster will probably be getting a lot more attention this year. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, James Washington is somebody that could potentially you know, break out in a big way.
1: Uh, well, Terrific advice there. Hope everybody's listening and taking notes on that. So your top rec- wide receiver, I'm going to guess it's De- Devant, uh, DeHop, Hopkins?
2: Yeah, it would be uh, DeAndre Hopkins would be one, Adams, two, Jones, and Smith-Schuster probably round out my uh, top it. four or five.
1: Okay. All right. Um, anything else we need to know about wideouts or should we move to tight ends?
2: Um, there are a lot of interesting rookies, but again, nobody that I think you really. Yeah, I, I don't think there's an Odell Beckham or anybody like that uh, mm-hmm. lurking in this year's class. You know, hopefully, give, give I don't us have one. to eat my word.
1: Give us one, Scott. One or two.
2: Um, I like um, McCall Hardman with Kansas City. I'd probably like him a lot more if Tyreek Hill weren't on the team. He's a similar player out of Georgia that has. scored a couple touchdowns in preseason Mm -hmm. and seems to have nice chemistry with Mahomes, so he's somebody um, Debo Samuel is a rookie receiver for the 49ers who has a chance to do well there, and then uh, Miles Boykin with uh, Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson turns out to be more of a passer than uh, people give him credit for, then he's somebody you know, the the Ravens are loaded with a lot of young rookie wide receivers
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, okay Uh, let's move to tight ends. Um, it's become a more important position now because tight ends, they used to be, you know, big guys who blocked and now they're big guys who are fast and they catch the ball. We've got the Gronk is retired and he was a little bit beat up last year. Anyhow, I had Eric Ebron. He turned out to be pretty good. He was kind of off and on, but he was overall, he was pretty good. Um, who's the, who's the top three now? Would it be, let me take a guess, Kels, Kittle, and Ertz?
2: Yeah, that, that would be my top three in a nutshell. Um, uh, Evan Ingram for the Giants also has the potential to be a real stud this year. And I see O.J. Howard for Tampa Bay on mm-hmm. a lot of lists of, um, you know, I'm just not as sold there. I mean, I think Jameis Winston is definitely a, a sleeper at um, at quarterback this year, but, you know, they've also got some good receivers. And I think Cameron Braid is still there to, share targets with him at tight ends. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not uh, I'm not as high on O.J. Howard as I am on the the other four that we just talked about.
1: How about uh, the kid on the Chargers, uh, Henry, who was hurt last year?
2: Yeah, I think he's somebody that definitely has a chance to be, you know, he, sh- he should be a top 10 tight end. I really love Philip Rivers and that offense, even if they don't have Melvin Gordon, they have a lot of capable people there. Keenan Allen, I think, is one of the, underappreciated wide receivers. But, you know, Hunter Henry, I think they've, you know, finally realized that, you know, Mm -hmm. Antonio Gates, you know, did a lot for them over the years. But, you know, this is Hunter Henry's time, assuming he's healthy, fully healthy.
1: All right. Um, Any uh, kind of nuggets, uh, the undiscovered nuggets for tight ends? And and where where do you, generally, um, let's put those three top tight ends aside. Where, generally, where would you Draft the tight ends. How many tight ends would you draft? And what would be your kind of tight end strategy?
2: I'd probably draft two, but I'm probably not going to get one of those top guys because I'm not willing to draft one in the first three to five rounds, which is probably, that's where those guys are going to go. But, mm-hmm. you know, someone like a Hunter Henry, a David Njuko with uh, um, with, uh, with Cleveland or Mark Andrews with Baltimore are mm-hmm. all guys that I see. Doing really well. That'll be available a lot later than that. If you want to move down a little bit, you know Austin Hooper with Atlanta has been there for mm-hmm. a few years. Darren Waller is a young guy with Got the Raiders it. who you know is um, gotten some attention. There's some. There are a few rookies too. Yeah, you know, Dallas Gutter, second year uh, with the Eagles. You know, hurt right now, but you know, heaven forbid, if anything ever happens to Ertz, you know, he caught a handful right. of touchdowns mm-hmm. last year, even thirds yeah. there. So those are some of the guys that I'd be looking at uh, with my tight ends and I probably would draft two. But again, you know, take the first one probably around round nine or 10 toss up, whether I'd take quarterback or a tight end first um, there. But, you know, those are probably the last two positions among my starters, uh, you know, setting aside kicker and defense. Those are the last two starting positions I would fill and then, um, you know, backup tight end. If I take one, probably be in the, you know, you know last uh, three or four rounds then
1: okay um like uh defense and kickers then um we haven't spoken about them for a reason what's your, what's your sense just it doesn't matter at that point or are some of the because i find i find in some drafts people uh, uh owners take uh, a defense like pretty early and i'm like wow like uh you know, really, uh, but because uh, there's, there's usually like five or six top defenses out there, but I, I'm seeing them taken in the like tenth round, the defense or something. So, what's your take on? Like, we can yeah. put kickers aside and just let's agree that they're at the end of the draft, they're an afterthought. I didn't even draft a kicker last year. I just went picked one up and uh, I got the guy on uh, Justin Tucker. Nobody, nobody even took him. Yeah,
2: again, you know my my philosophy on kickers is you know just wait till the last round and then just when it comes to your turn pick the guy on the highest powered offense that's Mm -hmm. still available which you know you know for me often seems to to be the Steelers kicker the last few years but you know just don't sweat that as you said there's there's going to be you know more than half the league will be on waivers you know kicker wise and just you know you can grab them and just play matchups and defenses. I always save those for the second to last round. I know some people will say, oh, you got to have the bears defense if they're still there in round 10 or 12. But you know, to me, again, you know, there's so much week to week variation, depending on whether even a defense like the bears is playing, you know, a top ranked offense or, or a bottom feeder or offense that mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. You know, there's not that much of a difference between, you know, the the top ones and the mediocre ones, you know, there's much less of a gap than there is between the, top and the mediocre, you know, guys at the skill positions. So just doesn't make sense to me. What I typically do for defenses is I'll go and look and see, you know, which uh, conference, which divisions do I think are the weakest. And then also which division do I think has the weakest uh, interconference schedule for the year. And so this year that's going to lead me to take defenses in the AFC East and the NFC East, mm-hmm. both because I think that they have, you know, top to bottom, they're probably among the weaker divisions internally. And then they happen to have the fortune of playing each other this year. So if you're looking to pick a defense, I'd be looking at a a Dallas, a Philadelphia, new England. But even if I can't get one of those three, you know, just pick one out of a hat from those two divisions and you should be good.
1: Okay, great. Well, Scott, you have done an amazing job. Um, Kind of last thoughts. What would be your overall best advice to somebody uh, going into this season, whether they're a veteran or a rookie, um, in terms of PPR advice, regular scoring advice, just overall strategic? How would you approach the? How would you suggest they approach the draft?
2: I'd say look for stable situations with the guys that you pick in the early round. So if a guy has switched teams or you know, if some guys brought in to share the running back time with him. You know, like with Gurley. You know, stay away from that. Stay away from the Antonio Browns. You know, pick the guys that are in stable situations. You know, for your top few picks, and then as you go on in the draft, um, wait on quarterback. Wait on tight end. Uh, and the further, the deeper you go into the draft, don't pick a guy just because you're familiar with the name and he's been in the league forever. Go with a younger player that has a you know a high ceiling and if it doesn't work out then just cut them and pick up somebody else off the off the waiver wire then
1: okay fantastic so where can our listeners find the fantasy football and baseball sherpa
2: yeah best place during football season is um the blog talk radio show that uh janna kimmel and i are doing fourth and inches with Jan and the sherpa We're, this will be our 10th anniversary season, so we're excited about that. The uh, show is going to be on Tuesday nights, probably at 9 p.m. Eastern during the season. Uh, the Fantasy Football Sherpa Facebook page, and then uh, my Twitter handle is at fantasy underscore Sherpa. So those are probably the three best ways to, to find me and follow me.
1: Fantastic. Well, as always, Scott, sagely advice. Uh, you, How many leagues do you play in now?
2: Um, I've cut back a lot since I've been married and and, (laughs) just, um, I want to stay happily married for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm probably in half a dozen leagues, which is probably about half to a third of the number that I used to play in when I was single. So
1: it's amazing. So, and, and Scott's also, uh, his baseball, his baseball, uh, fantasy service is fantastic. And he's a real He's a real force to reckon with. I've been in the league with him in fantasy baseball, and he's terrific. He really knows his stuff. So uh, I'm glad everybody has listened up, and uh, I hope you got some great advice. And I want to thank Scott Sweeney for being our special guest on Guys Guys Radio. All the best to you, Scott, and thank you so much.
2: Thanks. You too, Robert.
0: Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold.
1: That was quite the interview with the fantasy sports Sherpa, Scott Sweeney. And um, what did we learn for your fantasy football drafts? They're probably happening uh, between now and the end of next week. I think uh, we learned a couple of things. One, running backs, running backs, running backs, when it comes to those handful of bell cow running backs that are going to get the ball a lot, you want to get them up front at the beginning of the draft with your first picks. Wide outs. If you can get one of the top three or four, grab them right away. Otherwise, you can wait a little bit. I've always found that uh, you can pick up wide receivers later in the draft and you're fine. Quarterbacks, don't bite too early. It is a sexy position, but you can pick up a couple of good ones if you wait about seven or eight rounds. Um, defense, eh, it doesn't matter that much unless you get maybe the Bears. As a, Seahawks are usually pretty good. Uh, chargers, um, beyond that, You know, it's a it's a it's kind of a crapshoot, kickers, it doesn't really matter. Tight ends is about three really top ones that we got into. If you can get those in like the fifth round or so, great, but they'll probably be gone. But pick up I suggest picking up two tight ends. But it's all about, in my opinion, the running backs. You get the guys who carry the ball, they're gonna get you points. It's as simple as that. So, guys, guys radio, we're here on KCAA. Every Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 a.m. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Radio, CastBox, KCA.com, my website, robertmanny.com. So stream it, download, whenever you want, 24-7. Guys, Guys Radio, everything began with my novel, The Guys, Guys Guide to Love. You can find that uh, on Amazon. My website is robertmanny, M-A-N-N-N-I.com. If you want to help the show out rate, review, and subscribe on uh, iTunes, and uh, catch me on Facebook and Twitter. And thanks so much for listening, and I hope good luck in your fantasy drafts, and as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.